Hello everyone, this is Vanessa, the founder of Fostering Hope and Valentine's Hope. I hope you all are doing well. Um, this is going to be another episode where we're going to be talking about different various things. Uh, again, I'm just now getting back up and started as I am currently recovering from COVID. Um, again, super thankful that my daughter and I have been able to recover because uh, again, others have not had that same opportunity. So super duper thankful for that. Um, again, still not 100%, but I'm on the right path. It's only been about three weeks, almost a month. Uh, you're going to notice back-to-back episodes. Uh, again, I'm waiting to test completely negative before I start integrating um, other episodes to where... Um, you know, explaining some of the things that we're doing within the foundation. These episodes are going to be pre-recorded, these next few ones. Uh, after that, uh, I will start to get into interviewing other people for the podcast uh, and to get in detail about some of the activities. As I mentioned in the two previous episodes, I'm in the process of trying to form the virtual book club for the at-risk youth. Uh, more to come on that. Again, life throws your curveballs. Uh, COVID was a curveball. Um, but again, I was able to recover. I'm still recovering. So, you know, I'm not going to let that uh, be something that victimizes me. I'm going to use that experience and again, not take it for granted that I am still alive and breathing, being that some individual who contracts COVID do not have or not afforded that same opportunity and you know again super thankful that my daughter and I are one of those individuals who were afforded the opportunity to still be in the land of the living um so yeah so this episode is about questions um about my past that my kids asked in about my future or at least what I hope uh, that's in my future and uh, the present Um, but yeah so I wonder what some of you guys think uh, and maybe someone who's been in a similar situation where they grew up in foster care and had a biological parent or biological parent who put them through childhood traumas Um, my kids are now more older um, the oldest is 15, about to be 16. The youngest is 12. So my kids are older. Um, and now they're starting to ask questions about, you know, my childhood. And it's like, I was telling an individual that I know, they're just like, well, how will you tell them? What would you tell them? Why would you tell them? So here's my response to that. My kids don't know much about my past. Well, let me rephrase that. They know enough about my past for them to know why I conduct myself the way that I conduct myself, if that makes sense. Um, Now, have I said anything disparaging or bad about their biological grandmother to them directly? No. And as I said, I think this was a few episodes ago, a while back, that I wanted them to form their own opinion of 
of her so they can form that relationship. That's if it was to even transpire, that they would have that opportunity to uh, form their own opinion of her themselves. Um, now, lately over the year, uh, they have been asking, okay, so if she loved you, why did she do that? And my response is that, and then hopefully like anyone who's going through a similar situation or put in these same shoes um, can take this as advice. You don't want to lie to your kids because um, in my mind, sometimes omitting is the same as lying. Um, so you want to be honest with them, but you want to be honest in a way to where you're not directing their opinion. So that'll be like me saying, well, hey, you know, I like pizza. Um, you should like pizza, too, because I like pizza. Or you shouldn't like your biological grandmother because I hate her. Um, I don't hate anyone. I'm just saying, for example, um, because that's no way for a child to live their life. They don't you don't want them to make opinions based off the fact that you're telling them to hate someone or dislike something or dislike someone. Uh, you know, my response has been, well, there's more to the story. And, and I don't know my biological mother's story as to why she went down the path that she chose to go down. Um, I let them know it could be that it's not that she didn't love me, but when someone is on drugs, they're not themselves. They can't love themselves. So how can they provide love to anyone or anything? Um, and my oldest was like, well, I'm not understanding. Well, why did she choose drugs? I can't answer that. That's a question that she would have to be asked. Um, they have asked me, well, when did she first try drugs? And who do drugs? And why do that if people know it destroys their family and hurts their family? And I had to tell them, you know, sometimes people make decisions because they want to ease pain or they want to get away from reality again i can't tell my biological grand uh biological mother's story and that's their biological grandmother uh, I, I can't tell her story because i don't know her story that's something left for her to do and even if i knew her story it wouldn't be appropriate for me to tell them why she made the decisions that she made um and my kids are just like well I, i'm not understanding she's your mother and she discarded you. Why are you not upset? And I had to tell them again, you know, it's not that I'm not upset. I'm a human being. So quite naturally, I'm going to feel emotions. Those emotions are going to be up and down. Um, my daughter often tells me, mom, you're too nice. You let her give you up. And why would you still communicate with her? Now, guys, as I said it before, um, it had been over 12 to 13 years since I had even seen her, uh, my biological mother, until my grandmother passed a few years ago. I don't know if you guys listened to my other episodes, so if you're new, go back and listen to some of those. Um, I hadn't saw her in over 12 to 13 years. Mind you, when we went into foster care, that was pretty much it. I may have seen her once or twice in between that, but as an adult, it had been 13 years since I had actually spoke to her or saw her. Um, so that was the first time that my kids even seen her or knew about her was then. I mean, they are, as, as I just advised, my oldest is about to be 
16 and actually it had been longer than that now that I think about because she had never saw them she had never saw my kids uh, never had talked to them uh, for a while prior to my grandmother passing I think my kids thought that my my grandmother was their grandmother because uh, again I had never told them anything disparaging about their grandmother uh, because it was not my place. Now, had I been honest and did tell them, yes, she did give us give me up. I went into foster care. She abused drugs. Yes. But did I go so far as to say specific? Um, no. Uh, so, I think now, uh, you know, would be a, a time to where she should have that conversation with them. Uh, again, I if you listen to the other episodes, I have explained that, you know, the kids have asked, well, why she doesn't know our names or why when she emails us or text messages us, it's just GN or GM. That's good morning, good night. There's never anything like, well, how you're doing or what are you doing? There's never a effort to get to know us and they don't want to be bothered with her. And again, this is the decision that they're forming themselves. Nothing that I told them, well, hey, you know, this time, you know, my biological mother left us in the house for weeks or left us for the, on the streets for dead. You know, no. Um, you know, I haven't never given them specific scenarios of what she allowed to transpire with my siblings and I. Um, so again, to them, it's starting off as a, a clean slate, so to say. Like, they like, mm, I already had their reservations about, okay, should I even want to know this woman? Because she didn't even take care of uh, her own kids. What can she do for us? And like I told the kids, well, it sounds like she has a relationship with um, her other grandkids that were local at the time with her. So maybe you give her a chance because, again, you know, it was hard for me many years ago to even want to have contact with her, you know, prior to my grandmother passing. Again, in life, you have to forgive people not for their sake, but for your sake in order for you to be happy and not harbor that hate. Um Again, it's not going to be to where you're, you're not going to think about the things that they've done to you because, again, you're human. You're going to think about that, but you're not going to harbor it. Um, so, yeah, so the kids are, like, just really getting deep with their questions. And, you know, my son's just like, well, if she wanted to get to know us, why doesn't she call now, a couple of times she did send them a few dollars a piece, and I thought that was nice. But to them, they're just like, well, we don't need money. I mean, at this point, does she even care about us? Does she even like us? Um, what's the point of all of this? And if she didn't love you, Mom, what would make you think she would love us? And that question I truly could not answer I said, again, you know, people do things when they're on drugs that they wouldn't necessarily do uh, when they're sober. Now, I can't say that, and, and it's hard because I, I can't tell them who my biological mother is because outside of drugs, I don't know who she is, you know, growing up. Um, and this is something that I've been trying to work, work on. Even prior to going into foster care, I could not recall any positive moments. Uh, that I had with her, and I'm pretty sure there should be some type of positive moments, but sometimes, and based off what, you know, I've been advised by, um, you know, the therapist, that sometimes you could be put through so much traumatic events that a lot of things that you can forget, uh, and it's not intentional, like, it's, like, for the life of me, I want to bring out a, a positive memory, like, 
oh, I remember this time my mother and I walked in the park or she made me this cake. And it, it bothered me, um, and it still bothers me that I can't dig up those positive memories because there's so many negative traumatic events that have transpired that it overshadows anything. It's just like I, I can't even think about those other situations to, to, to have to, to give, if that makes sense. Um, but like I told them, I can't explain who she is outside of books because I don't know her. I don't know her favorite food. I don't know her favorite color. I don't know the things she likes to watch on TV. I don't know who she is. Uh, is it heartbreaking? Yes, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I would never want to see anything happen to my biological uh, mother because, again, at the end of the day, she's still a person. She's a human person. And there must have been some type of, you know, trauma that caused her to go down the path that she chose to go down. Uh, now, in, the, in, in life, some people could be just crappy individuals. I mean, it is what it is, you know, but, but that's not for me to say. Now, for me, because I'm not going to harbor any hate, I'm going to love from a distance, and that's what I've been doing. So if somebody's toxic or somebody has wronged you, you can still love them and love them from a distance like I do. Um, a lot of times, specifically, I'm not going to say a lot of all black people, but the black people that I've encountered, um, that been in my similar situation, a lot of times we don't talk about it in the black community about those childhood traumas or want to address them in any form or fashion. Let's now go get therapy together. Um, but yeah, I digress. So back to the kids, um, they're asking these questions and I'm telling them, well, Hey, that's something for her. And she, and they're just like, well, she hadn't even, don't even know our name. So you think she's going to tell us why she did the things that she did. And I was realistic to them. I'm like, you're right. And I said, sometimes you have to learn. Just You're not going to get answers. You're not going to get closure. I told them, look, I'm almost, you know, I'm, I'm old. And I'm not a child anymore. I would not expect to receive any type of apology. Now, I'm not going to lie. From time to time, I would have in my mind, well, she needs to apologize. How could you allow this to be done and then act like nothing's ever happened? Because I'm human. But at the same time, I tell them you cannot expect, your life cannot stop uh, because someone wronged you, wronged you and did not provide an apology or closure. I've been down that path. Like I said, my childhood traumas had influenced the type of relationships I chose, whether it was platonic or romantic. Uh, so I get it. Uh, but I told the kids, you know, we may never know. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, if she texts good morning or good night and that's the only thing that she texts, just look at it as this is her way of communicating or trying to form a uh, relationship. Maybe she doesn't know how to. Now, I can't speak to her drug use now because I'm not there. I don't know what goes on in the city that she resides in. Uh, but I do know people don't just wake up and say, I don't want crack anymore, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm in a point in life to where, yes, it's still hurtful to some extent to know that, uh, I've accomplished so much and there's no acknowledgement to it and the hurt that has been caused, but you know, I can't harbor that. And like I told the kids, okay, the stuff that's been wrong to me shouldn't affect you, uh, being that I treat you better than what I was ever treated like, um, but I get it. They want to know why. 
how. Um, they asked me the question of why didn't the other family members try to step in to get you before you guys were placed into foster care? I can't answer that question. Um, I don't know much of my biological mother's family. Hell, I can't say anything about the biological father because I don't even know who my father is because they're just like, do we have a grandpa? I have no idea who he is. And, you know, that's something that I have been brutally honest about because I cannot, you know, lie and say, well, he's somewhere, you know, like, well, he's somewhere out here, out there. He could be dead far as I know. Uh, I still have not built up the courage to take that DNA test on several different reasons of why, um, probably not even reasons that you guys would expect, uh, but I am slowly working my way of building the courage to do it. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, kids start to ask questions because it's their part of their heritage as well, uh, and they have the right to know, um, and it's just like, you want your kids to form their own opinions about people. You want them to grow and learn and love the way that they should, not the way that you want them to. Like I've seen situations to where uh, outside of this dynamic, but like in romantic relationships, sometimes the mother or father down talks their partner to their child. You can't do that. You let that child form their own opinions of that individual. Now, am I going to go out of my way and drop my kids off to my biological mother wherever she stays? No. Uh, but I'm going to allow them to communicate, love her um, the best that they can, that they know how to, but I would never put them in a situation to where I thought would not be appropriate, but I will let her, you know, she's communicating with them, she stopped communicating with them, that's on her, they can form their opinion based off that, okay, she doesn't like to communicate with us, oh, she didn't come like she said she was going to come, they're forming those decisions, and I'm not telling them, well, you shouldn't love this person, uh, so, yeah, so just, you know, be honest with, you know, your kids about situations within reason. Of course, you know, if you're not honest with them, they'll grow up thinking everything is okay or that it's rainbows and butterflies. And I think a, a lot often things are swept under the rug and you never know. So they never grow up knowing their history or their heritage. In certain situations, you will never find out. And it's okay to be honest about that and just say, well, hey, baby, yes, she, you know, abandoned us. She was on drugs. I can't speak as to why she did what she did. Yes, it hurt me, but that doesn't mean that she will hurt you. I'm not going to put you in a situation to where uh, she would uh, abandon you. If you want to communicate with her, you can communicate with her. If you don't, you don't have to. And that's what I, you know, relate to my kids. Um, now, you know, that's my present. Uh, in the future, I will hope that the ball is in her court. She's the adult. If she wants to form a grandmother grandchild relationship she would have to do that I would hope that it would progress outside of just good morning good night but that's going to be at her discretion now as far as my future with wanting to form a relationship with my biological mother again the ball is in her court uh, again I know to love from a distance I'm not one of the types to say oh well that's not always be my mama this this and that to me being a mother is not it goes deeper than someone giving birth to you i will respect you as an individual no matter what as long as you respect me uh, i'm not going to go out of my way and be disrespectful to anyone uh, but i do want to make it clear that you don't have to accept anything and everything that someone does to you because you're biologically related to them i'm not going to be the type well, well she 
abandoned me, but they're still going to be my mama and, and go out of my way to um, do extraordinary things and act like nothing's never happened. No, that's not the case. Again, I love from a distance. I uh, don't want anything to happen to her, but I know my place and I know what I'm going to be willing to do to protect myself, if that makes sense, as far as my emotions are concerned. But yeah, I just think oftentimes not being honest with kids or people in your life about the things that transpire leads to opportunity for things to repeat itself sometimes uh, or make something appear that they're not actually, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so that's how I look at, um, you know, the situations regarding the questions from my kids. Um, and, and they just like, well, mom, don't you want a mom? And it's just like, sweetie, I am a mom. So at this point, you know, I'm an adult. I have to move on with my life. I can't just continue to victimize myself because of what I've been through and like I told them I would never want you guys to be a victim of anything you go through you go through something you overcome it you use it as a learning mechanism as as a tool to get through whatever next thing that you go through because you know there's people in worse situations you may encounter a worse situation than what you went through uh previously so yeah I just you know I just think it's crazy now that as my kids grow they're starting to really ask important questions and a lot of those questions I cannot ask like my son just like really interested like but why would you do drugs and we will never know the answer because people do drugs for different reasons people have anxiety for different reasons sometimes some people are just predisposed that that this is just what they're going to do uh do I believe people are inherently evil you know I don't know um but some things you can't change, some things you can't force. Um, you just have to find a way to move forward from it in the best way possible that you can. And that's what I try to teach my kids um, when they start to ask questions about my past, present, and you know, future as far as, as far as wanting to have a mom and to be loved or you know, where's your family, um, why didn't they help you, uh, and your siblings and you know I have you know brothers and sisters um, and everyone's doing their own thing and I always pray and hope that they're safe and doing the best that they can to overcome the demons that they've encountered as a child and as an adult because again the things that you have went through um, does have a role and influence your behavior it's on the individual to either take it and use it as a weapon or take it and use it and continue to be a victim so yeah this is just a random episode about that. I'm hoping this uh, conversation or this podcast episode would be helpful for someone who may be going through a similar situation, may have a kid um, or kids who are asking questions about their, you know, past. And it doesn't have to be only pertaining to being neglected as a child. It could be that you're an individual and you had substance abuse in your past, or maybe you had a situation in your past where you know, your kids are not questioning it. And it's like, you have to be honest because if you don't be honest, it can open up the opportunity for things to repeat itself with them. Or it can make things appear to be a way that it really isn't, which can further cause damage to them. Um, so yeah, just try to be honest the best that you can to the best of your ability. But 
I will never put myself in a situation to tell someone else's story, um, even though their story relates to mine, especially like with my biological mother. I can't tell the story as to why she started to do drugs, but I can say that this is what her behavior, how it influenced me and how it affected my life and how I was able to overcome the things that I was put through on account of her drug use and things to that nature. So yeah, that's about it for this particular episode. I hope this was helpful for someone. And as always, never be a victim of your circumstances. Take a stance against your circumstances. This is Vanessa, the founder of Foster and Cope and Valentine's Hope. I hope you all have a great rest of your day.